Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Geshcast Gaming Podcast. Coming to you as ever from Glasgow Town, I'm Gav. I'm Phil, hello. Thank you very much for downloading the show. Now, Geshcast, of course, is one of the most different gaming podcasts out there because we have something that sets everybody apart from all the other stupid shit that they try and throw at you. We stand out. Phil, tell them why. Um, uh, oh, shit, I put you on the spot. Oh, <laughs> we have a John Cena towel. We have a John Cena towel. Think about social media. What sets us apart? Tout. Tout. <laughs> <laughs> it's tout, isn't it? Tout, tout, let it all out. Geshcast is now on tout. The most <laughs> redundant, redundant social network ever yep. devised. Imagine falling right out of the starting block. Imagine taking, right on your face. taking the ease of Twitter mm-hmm. and then try to squeeze the same amount of information in a tiny video. Exactly. 15 second video clips. But we're going to use it because oh, I love tout. Let's tout right now. Tout. Phil's going to start touting. Let it all out. Why aren't they using tout, tout, let it all out? I just don't understand Idiots. it. Idiots. This episode, Geshcast 38, is the difficult episode. It's based on difficulty. Uh, that's going to be our theme for this episode. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Uh-huh. A little bit of personal interaction, Phil, while you're touting. Yeah, sure. What have you been up to Kick since off. the last episode? Uh, since the last episode, Gav, we've been up to all sorts. You had a birthday. That's right, yep. I was 30 years old. Yes. 30 years old and still doing a Daft Games podcast for Wayne's. We went mental for a whole evening one, at your house. One whole uh, evening. Had some SingStar on the go. That's right, yep. We only managed to do a few of the songs that I downloaded. Because nobody would let us do the songs that we wanted to do. That's true, but there was a big lack of people wanting to play SingStar. There was only maybe, out of those, I'd say 20 people, 30 people that turned up throughout the night, only I'd say maybe five of them wanted to actually sing. The bit SingStar over? For, for, them, the, for the casual user? For the casual user, I think karaoke The casual games. gamer is dead, apparently. Yeah, is that right? Dead. Who said that? Uh, somebody. somebody Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving said it to Neil. <laughs> no uh, what else have we been up to? Uh, well, I, fin- I had my gig, remember, last time? Your gig! We had the gig, I played with Arnold Core. I'm not going to go into it because if you... Can't, you can't not go into it. We've hyped this show for months. Well, exactly, Phil. If I hyped this show for months. Mm-hmm. If people cared, they would have came. And they did. if they didn't come... They're not bothered. I'll say this much. It was electric. It was an electric evening. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm glad I never have to do it again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'm glad that everything went off without a hitch. We get treated like with, with respect. Respect, Jenk. That's because you're no longer 16 and doing this bullshit. Yeah, I think the guy would just be like, he knows that we'd be like, here, wait a minute. Wait a minute, mate. Just kept chucking beer. Give us some Carlsberg. Yeah, chucking beer at us all night. Red Stripe, my nice. friend. And, uh, yeah, you know, what do you want for your light show and things? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Give me all strobes all the time. All strobe all the time in the crowd's face, please. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I had a great time. Um, please check out Arno Core, the greatest band of all time, available on iTunes. Perfect. Plug. Plug, Plug say. Um, and apart from that, I had my little brother up for the week, so he brought his Xbox up. Mm-hmm. And I got to see how scary it is that a 12-year-old boy can perform... Like halo headshots from like a mile away, lightning fast with reactions. a pistol. I seem to remember being like that when I was younger. And it's just you get old, you get dumb, you get clumsy. Must be. I don't know. I couldn't quite get over it. My gaming skills used to be tight. That the games I used to play were like Altered Beast. Yeah, you know, and half speed British Mega Drive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, mm. anything else you want to bring up in personal interaction? I don't think so. Then let's dive right into this. Spalouche, it's game time. Strap on oh, I forgot to say this in an Olympic special. Mm-hmm. 
Right, Gav, welcome back to the Olympic special, Gesh Cash 38. Mate, I can't talk right now, I'm touting. We've just finished touting some interactive moments from the <laughs> intro of the podcast, you might remember. We should probably do a replay of the, the intro right now. We should now. probably do a quick recap. Earlier on in the show, um, I said hello and thank you for downloading the podcast. And we spoke about your birthday and the gig. Yep, it so was, was really good. we're back in the game. Yeah, anyway, back to the now. Back um, to the now. It's Gesh Cash 38. Gesh Cash 38. Phil... Let's talk to these people about what we've been playing. Let's hit it off. What would you like to talk about first? Let's go for Spider-Man first. Okay, The okay. amazing Spider-Man from Beanox Studios Beanox. and Activision. Activision. Still full price because it's a movie tie-in game for Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so we both bought it pretty much at launch, I would say. We were both looking forward to the excuse for our good Spider-Man game, and this uh, was heavily hyped as being a return to form. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways it was. Lots of stuff worked really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The web swinging was very cool. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with the web swinging. Despite fact. what everyone was saying about it not being the uh, manual, in air quotes. Yeah, way. I don't miss that, pressing the shoulder buttons no, in time. No, I, I, didn't, miss that. I didn't miss that at all. Um, the web swinging was very, kind of, you just hold down the button and it more yeah. or less does it for you. But for in you. no way does it feel like you're not in control. Yes, absolutely. Which and is really good. Plenty of room for you know dropping and out of the last minute swing. Does yeah. everything Spider Man needs to do, mm-hmm. and it also has that mechanic where you kind of uh, you go into first person mode and then you pick a spot out. Yeah, and you'll get there in the most acrobatic way possible. Mm-hmm. Peter yeah. Parker all the way over there. Absolutely, uh, and that's a lot cooler because that makes more sense because Spider Man wouldn't fanny about in a situation. He goes no. from A to B dead quick. That's right, and I, it I looks great. The only bits that they didn't really touch on with Spider Man as much. When you're outside and out and about, is the the wall climbing aspect of it? Yeah, because you never need to wall climb in the game. No, you can just swing to wherever you want, or jump to wherever you want, or just peg it up the sides of buildings. Yeah, I mean the, the actual. Webs is but again, makes more sense. I know what you mean. Classic yeah. Spider-Man with wall crawl all the yeah. way up there, but you can understand why. Oh no, absolutely. Spider-Man would be like, yeah, yeah, not let's sure. Go. Um, but yeah, so the outdoor sections to me were near perfect with the, the old swinging mechanic. Uh, the outdoor sections where you're fighting bosses was great. Yes, um, giant robots. Yeah, giant robot snakes, giant other flying crazy things. Uh, you know, it was great. A really cinematic looking things at points where you think, this is beautiful. This yeah. is really, really great. But then they make you go inside. Yes. For about, I'd say, 70% of the game ah, it's is like spent long indoors. It's of time as well. In between. Yeah. You'll be down there for like 40 minutes. Yep. And you never do anything particularly other than the big boss fights, the big spectacular boss fights. Other than that, the outdoor sections are there just to get you from one building to another. Yes. They yeah. don't really serve a purpose, and that was the big thing that this game was meant to be, a big return to the outdoor, yeah. open-world Spider-Man. There was missions and stuff you could partake in out in the outside world, but none of them particularly felt necessary. No, or... it's all mostly side yeah, quests. Yeah, really side quests as well. It's not like this will lead you down to get something amazing. Yeah, It's just like, stop that robber. Okay. Aye. And there was the same thing. Responsibility. Like, yeah. Power responsibility. Stop a car chase. It's the same car chase every time you do it. Yeah. Stop a mugger. It's the same guy every time. There's no cha- There's no difference. Yeah. Which really started to get to me after a while. The, the, the longevity of the title really cut short after I completed it. So I don't really care. Yeah. After it's done, it's done. Yeah. yeah. But there's uh, things to find. I mean, you've got like five, there's like 500 comic pages to find. Yeah. Very and, crackdowny. Yeah. But I think that got me the difference between that and crackdown is. In Crackdown, the more you collect, the better you get. Yeah. You get better, you get stronger, you get faster, you can jump higher. In Spider-Man, you collect them and you get pages to read of comics. Yeah, you get a tiny amount of XP, but it's not worth... Yeah, it's not worth tracking them down for. Yeah. 
Uh, again, something that stopped me from playing the game after I completed it. But the combat's great. Like the actual mm-hmm. fighting when you're down and dirty, even inside, is great. Looks really cool. There's a lot of luchador elements. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Like a lot of you know bulldogs and uh, yeah. you know uh, hurricanes and dragonranas. There's a bit in the film, mm-hmm. yeah, where he falls through the roof and lands. Oh, in I ain't seen the film. You ain't seen the film? No. How did you manage not to see Spider-Man? Because I just haven't. Uh, fair enough. There's, there's, <laughs> it touches very lightly. He kind of gets his idea for his mask from uh, seeing a luchador. Luchadoras. Uh, but it seems like in this, because this takes place immediately after the movie, mm-hmm. uh, like they've taken that and run with it. So yeah. now he is basically the world's greatest luchador yeah. wrestler. I feel that I, because the, the game takes place directly after the film, mm-hmm. I feel almost that I don't need to see the film. And no. I know, I know, it'd be like a big spectacular oh. thing, and I would end up enjoying it. But that, I think that's that part of the reason I didn't go and see the film is because I've seen the continuation of the story. Yes. So it's kind of, and because it came out before the film mm-hmm. as well, it kind of killed it a wee bit for me. I think yeah, I've, had fair my, I've had my Spider Man fix. You know? you know, I'm like with uh, storylines. I was probably yeah. just skipping right through yeah. it, like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I kind of liked that it, it it didn't just follow the follow the film as such, even though I said it just spoiled the film for me almost. Um, I liked that it tried to come up with its own mm-hmm. kind of story. and Yes, absolutely. It was nobody, well, aside from the lizard, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, it was a very different plot. It wasn't a continuation of the plot from yeah, the film it was at a all. New it was story. a new storyline. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing I really liked about it was the in the pause menu, it came up with like New York thoughts and it yes. was like tweets from obviously fictional characters within that universe. But it just showed you how the actions of the characters affect New York. Yeah. Because New York plays a huge part in all Spider-Man, like mm-hmm. whether it's games, mm-hmm. films, whatever. It's great to see the people, you know, something would happen in the game, like an explosion. And yeah. then it would come up saying, like, holy shit, what was that? Or I wouldn't say holy shit, say, oh my goodness, what was that? <laughs> that was us. Aye. Yeah, uh, that was very cool. That was a nice wee touch. It was, and it's, it's great. You never think about the universe that surrounds you when you play these games. You just think, focus on Spider-Man or the baddies. You never think of the people. I will say this, though. That was probably the only good thing about the pause menu, because the rest of it was horribly laid out. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, the other things that are really... You're staying at your Uncle Sam's apartment or something? <laughs> Stan's apartment? Yeah, Stan's apartment. It's Stanley. It's Stanley Lieber. I wanted to quickly, quickly talk about the Stanley Adventure Pack because it's a downloadable pack that comes uh, on this. It was on the PlayStation Store. £2.19, I think it was. Yeah. Take control of Stanley. I love Stanley. Yeah. I love the guy. You know, it's one of these people, when he dies, I will wear a black armband that day. He is the nation's grandfather. And. Um, <laughs> the nation's. <laughs> the nation's. He's a tenacious grandfather. <laughs> so, anyway, I thought, great, I'll get to control Stanley. There'll be a few, it says you've got to find Stanley's missing pages, and I thought. It'll be they'll be dotted around the city, much like the comic pages. Mm-hmm. But it'll be cool to fly about with Stan Lee. That'll maybe be another half hour. But it took thirty seconds to get through this content, and all it is, it's a tiny little portion of New York, and you jump from collecting the pages. Yeah, it's a little section, maybe basically one of the side games in the actual main. A game, game that's yeah. already existent within within the full game. So, but once that happens, it's on a it's on a leaderboard system. So uh, you. Do that, and then it comes up with your leaderboard time, shows you where you are on the leaderboard, then it plays a video of Spider-Man and like all the baddies, and they're all dancing together. So that's ah, quite fun. Love. But that's plays every time after you've completed it. So if you are not happy with your score, you can press start and click restart. Now that takes you right back to the start cinematic that you can't skip. <laughs> or you can wait for the, the video and all that stuff to finish and then restart from there. Mm-hmm. That there is no option to just stop and restart. So let's say you fuck up 
Yeah. You want to read, just go, oh, fuck, right, that's it. It's a time trial. You want to just be able to try it every, yeah, over and over and over. Yeah, load. No, you're talking at least maybe 30 seconds in between each trial. Uh, it was bad for that. It was bad and for that. That's not what a time trial should be. Yeah. But it's great seeing Stan Lee's got loads of great quips. When you look through Spider-Vision, instead of seeing through Spider-Man's eyes, you see through little specks. Little specks? Little specks. Big giant Big specs. Big specks. <laughs> but yeah, um, other than that, I think it just there's great potential in the game. It's just, I wish they would stop bringing you indoors because that's not where Spider-Man should be. Yes. High-flying, web-slinging action. High-flying, web-slinging, blunt-blowing, blow-draw-showing. <laughs> Money-crowing? Money-crowing, I don't know. Anyway, so that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man swinging in with 7 out of 10 bats. <laughs> okay. Uh, four gold medals. Olympic special. The Olympic special. Superhero special. Superhero Olympics. Because we're quickly going to talk about Lego, Lego Batman, Batman 2. DC superheroes. Yes. Now, see, Spider Man be played on the PlayStation Three. Uh huh. Also played Lego and uh, Batman on the PlayStation Three, just for clarity's sake. Yes. Uh, for complete transparency, we're all about that at Geshcast. Keep everything even. Uh, Lego Batman Two. Yep. Phenomenal game. A really excellent game. Possibly, in fact, easily the best game in the last couple of months. Yeah, I'd say so. I've not enjoyed a game. I mean, it's been thin on the ground, but I've not enjoyed a game as much as I have with the Lego Batman. Never have I been coming home and playing it for a couple of hours every night. Yeah. And it's huge. It's got, again, another big open world, but obviously done in the Lego style. Mm-hmm. Uh, the platforming sections for a Lego game are easily the great, a total step above any of the past games. Oh, sure. Just because sure. it's got proper platforming, mm-hmm. level, proper designed levels. It's not just... It's not just a big room. Yeah. Run in, bash everything, get the coins. you still got to do all that to yeah. get all the studs. Uh, and then there's this host of characters to unlock, mm. a massive recreation of Gotham City, yep. all done in the kind of Tim Burton style, but with giant Lego, Lego men guys, rather uh, than the kind of big statues everywhere. It's, it's great because it doesn't take, it takes all the fun elements of the DC universe mm-hmm. and it doesn't try to make it dark and gritty like everything else at the moment. Yeah. It takes them and it understands what's fun about seeing Martian Manhunter show up. Yes. It understands what's fun about, you know, being the Joker. It's, it's just so much fun. The Lego un- is amazing, generally. Lego makes pretty much everything amazing. Yeah. Um, it's made me really look forward to the Lego Lord of the Rings game, mm-hmm. which I was really hesitant about because I thought I was just going to be an our Pirates of the Caribbean or Star Wars. Just, yeah. But if it's as good as this, it'll mm-hmm. be phenomenal again. Well, the good thing about this is this has now opened up to, uh, this is the first real Lego game that's had voice acting. Yes. And that added a lot to the story. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I enjoyed the Lego games being that whole slapstick yeah. approach, but the, the voice acting adds so much to it. Yeah, no, it was all really well done. It was funny. It was uh, pretty in all the right bits. The music's amazing throughout mm-hmm. it. It's got a yep. big Danny Elfman score. Mm-hmm. The first time you fly is Superman when you unlock him and Absolutely plays incredible. Superman music as you take off. Superman like, in general. I mean, I've, I've recently become... I've, I didn't used to like Superman at all. Yeah. I've recently become really like him yeah. as a character and I really enjoy reading Superman stuff. But seeing him in the game is so good because he plays this like just affable but quite overbearing smug. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, but he, doesn't, but he doesn't know it. it doesn't mean to be. It just, it's such a good. He's just perfect. Aye, he's it, just it, perfect. Batman hates him because of it. Yeah, that's it's, it's so well but done. Robin is completely smitten by him. Yeah, and that's it's great. Just, and, uh, it's he's like, Isn't he great, Batman? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things I didn't like so much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the maps were terrible in the game for such an open world game. An open world game to me relies a lot on its map. The actual kind of start menu map. The in-game start menu. Yeah, map, yeah. yeah. 
Um, there was no way to zoom in. There was no real on-screen representation of your marker. So if you leave a marker somewhere, you're reliant on the compass at the top, which wasn't a great indication. Yeah, yeah. If you mark something on the map, I think you should be able to see it in the game when you're walking around. There should be a, a marker showing yeah. you. That, that would have been fine had it not been the stuff that you're normally looking for, which mm -hmm. would be like extra characters or vehicles. Would sometimes take maybe four or five seconds to appear. At least sometimes. Uh, because you'll get to a place on the map and you'll go, right, I'm going to find... Uh, when you try to unlock a hero, for instance, the heroes are locked behind these golden doors. Yeah. And you'll get to a place and you go, well, there's nothing here. And you turn around a couple of times. You turn around a couple of times and then it appears. Yeah. It never shows up when you're looking at it. It will not appear and you know, just in front of you. Mm -hmm. You have to look away and then look back and it's there. So there's so many times where that's happened. You've got a man in the right place. Yeah. You just don't know. It's, it's fair point. It's great. And say, like, the draw distance on the game isn't great either. You know, things will just appear yeah. at times. Um, the other thing that really, really bugged me was when you got like a gold brick in the game. Gold bricks are special bricks that you would get, and you get enough of them, you can unlock certain guys. Yeah. When you collect one of these, the game instantly goes to save mode. Uh -huh. Now the game doesn't stop, but you do. So you stand there. Somebody just comes up, punches you in the, side of the head. I died so many times uh -huh. in the game because baddies just run up and start whacking you. You can't do anything about it, and they kill you. Uh -huh. You come back to life, and they do it again because it takes about 10, 15 seconds. Each time, and when you're going out collecting gold, once you complete the game, gold bricks really become your yeah your main focus. Your main focus. So if you're collecting a gold brick every couple of minutes, mm. it does really start to get annoying and really like oh god, I'm, I don't want to collect gold bricks anymore. However, uh, yeah, don't let that be a detriment to buying this game. No, because for all those daft wee bits that bug you, there are so many well designed, funny. A lot, a lot of love has gone into the game. You can yeah. tell that the people who've made it. Love the DC universe. Made me really excited about this Lego Adventure game as well. Mm -hmm. The Lego Adventure game should be great, especially as that's been clear that they're going to have, again, like voice acting and a good bit of comedy to yeah. it. Yeah. So, no, it should be it should be really good. So, so yeah. that's the big titles we've been playing this month. But yeah. however, Gav, why don't you follow me mm -hmm. over at my hardware store? Okay. Because eh? we both got a couple of new additions to the family. That's true, that's month. true. Uh, do you want to hit us off first? Yes, well, I bought um, one of what you... What you call probably the most successful tablet computer of all time, the Apple iPad. You're using your Apple voice. Yeah, listen. 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 Hey. So I got an iPad. Yeah. The new iPad. White. White. I went for white. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Why not? Why not? How big? I only went for the 16. 16's more than enough. Because all I'm using it for is drawing. Perfect. Not really using it for gaming. You only really put music in your iPad, and you never really play the games for that long that you exactly. would be like, I can't delete this. I, I got a 32, but yeah. I don't need a 32. I would have went for the 32, but it was yeah. through that rationale that I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll use the extra money for mm. drugs. For drug money. So, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm loving all the drawn packages that I've got on it. Mm -hmm. I've got a stylus. Waiting, I'm waiting for a stylus to be available that I want, the really, one that I really want, the Sensu brush. But until then, I've just been having a great time with have it. Have you not noticed, though, how games are better on it than on the iPhone? Everything, because... The thing is with the iPad is when you're playing about with it for a while, you start to think, this is just a big iPhone. Yeah. And if you've got an iPhone already, it doesn't seem like such a special experience. But when you start looking into all the different apps, each app usually has a much richer yeah. layer of options that you would get. You wouldn't. You just don't get on the phone. And, and you don't have the whole cluttered aspect of working off such a small screen. It's exactly. much bigger. It's much easier to use. So, yeah, I'm really glad. Still really glad I bought it. It's been, it rarely has left my hand. It's opened up. So many different. Got avenues. the Netflix on it. Got Netflix on it. 
got Stitcher so app on it. I've got OnLive Viewer. <laughs> OnLive, hurry up. I can Apple, watch people play games. Yeah. You can play uh, Cake Mania. Oh, right, cool, I'll do that. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, so the other hardware edition yeah. was uh, the PlayStation Vita. Yes, weirdly enough, Phil went and bought a PlayStation Vita. I was given some Amazon money yeah. from a birthday present. But I walking around money. Over, I, so I'm like, oh well, I'll just get a Vita. And then it's only cost me a couple of quid. Yeah. Really. Uh, so that, that arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, pretty. It's very nice. The screen's very nice Would on it. Would you say it's been as by your side as my iPad has been? No, absolutely not. No, I've... What did I get with it? I got Mortal Kombat with it, which I got with it because I was drunk when I ordered it. I thought it was very odd that you ordered Mortal Kombat since you don't play fighting games at all. No. <laughs> but I figured it was the biggest game mm-hmm. that I could get, and it was Amazon were doing, you buy it, you get the memory card and the game. Oh, right, okay. And bundled together, uh, but it was a limited number of games you could get. Uh, I got that, I downloaded Everybody's Golf, mm-hmm. I got Little Deviants, yep. and recently got Uncharted. Okay. So... Let's take them off the box. Right. Right? Mortal Kombat uh-huh. is very good. It is pretty much the full console game that mm-hmm. came out. Uh, it also has a couple of touch-enabled features. It has another challenge tower. Okay. And there are things like touch-based uh, fatalities and things like that. Nice. And kind of Fruit Ninja-style bits and things like that. Yeah, fruit Ninja-style fatalities. <laughs> exactly. You can chop off limbs and ghoulies. Wow. Um Little Deviants then arrived. Mortal Kombat, I was like, right, fine. Little Deviants, I got because I knew it going into it. It was a, bit, it was a tech demo package. Yeah, that's the Wii Sports of. Yes, yeah. yes. And it did show off all the features mm-hmm. of the, the, you know, the accelerometer and the back touchscreen, the yeah. front touchscreen, everything, fine. Game itself, mint. I really, and uninterested, they do. They show you how, what the Vita can do yeah. in a really uninteresting way. Pretty much, aye. Mm. Luckily, it was cheap and it was off eBay. Yeah. Uh, so then, everybody's golf. I downloaded everybody's golf. Is everybody's golf mm-hmm. again? Which is good. Yep. But not exactly going to set your light up, your world on fire. No. If you, it's very specific kind of golf game. It's very chilled out. Very mellow. Uh, good for kind of having on you. That's mm-hmm. why I downloaded that one. Just yep. Leave it on the memory card. It's fine. Uncharted then arrived. Ah. Uh-huh. Uncharted is undeniably. A proper, fully fleshed Uncharted game. Right, okay. Right. I was kind of worried it was going device. to be a sort of a Shanna version. No, no, it's not Naughty Dog. Mm. It's somebody else that make it, but however, it is a full Uncharted game. Good. From what I've played it so far with added elements. Some stuff it does really well, which you, I, I was hoping for from Uncharted. Okay. The, the, the analogue sticks aren't, on it aren't enormously precise just because of the size of them. Yeah. So Uncharted, when we played it, mm-hmm. uh, when you're uh, targeting somebody, you'll do the kind of main part of your targeting with the analog stick, yeah. and then you can adjust it with the accelerometer. Mm-hmm. So it's much more precise than it would That's be if it was cool. just sticks. Um, there's not enough games mm. to really make it exciting. It's all, it's all there. Yeah, it's all. There. I think that's the the big problem with this, and like even the DS, the 3DS has no. It's got a couple of games on the horizon. Yeah, but I think handheld gaming is just something that. Is now phones. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. And it I don't. Is. I don't think that this. I think this could. I'm not saying this is the last time they're ever going to release handheld mm-hmm. something handheld, but they need to think about. I think people at like you or I mm-hmm. will get something like a Vita because you know it's a handheld console mm-hmm. and it's the most impressive one out there or whatever. Yeah. But everybody else is just like, why would you get that? Yeah. What What are you getting that? Are you paying £40 for a game or are you daft? Aye. Or not even knowing how much the games cost. Just yeah. why do you need it? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you don't You've got your phone. Yeah, it's fine. Listen to me, handheld gaming now isn't pulling out Uncharted on the bus and playing it for yeah. forty minutes. It is just quickly playing. You know, yeah, two seconds, half of your text stop, put do something else for right. five minutes. Exactly. Um, I wouldn't take it out and about with me because you just get looks. Yeah, playing it. yeah. But the other weird thing about it is, I know we just said only we would buy it, but. That is literally that. Who's it? Who else is it for? We kids well, aren't interested in it. Well, I think you, you, you always see, and because we're interested in games, you always notice when you see it's like when you see a kid with a wrestling figure. Yeah. We like wrestling. You go, oh, which figure is that or something? Yeah. When you see a kid with a, a DS, I usually go, what's I wonder, he playing? What's, I wonder what he's playing and what model he's got. Yeah. So I always go like that, but you never see some a kid with a Vita. No, well, kids are never going to ask for a Vita. Yeah. You know, you never. I don't generally see anybody with a Vita. No. No. Just it's, you. It's odd. Just you. It's odd. Uh, yeah, why though? Touchscreen stuff works fine. All that. I'll tell you what I really like about it is the sticker aspect of all the menus, where it's like a little peelable sticker at the top. Yeah, and you slide it along. Yeah, it does. that's really satisfying. Yeah, itches that scratches that itch yeah. of uh, bubble wrap or something like that. No, absolutely, it's a really. I probably play with that more than I play with anything else. Bummers. Uh, the trophies don't seem to sync with your PS3. So you Can't see all your PS3. Anymore. <laughs> you can see all your PS3 trophies on that, uh-huh. and it's added to your total. But you can't see your Vita trophies on the PS3. Ah, right. So it's not quite full. So, yeah, it's not full cross compatibility. Once they start doing stuff, mm-hmm. like if they just say, "Right, this is going to be our Wii U," yeah, then great. I've got that in the bank. Perfect. Yeah. Let it go. Uh, but unless they start doing it now, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, they can start doing that, but I don't know if they will. I don't think Sony will. You Sony think? are just like you've bought it. Fuck you. Right, <laughs> has there been enough people buying it for them to bother? Mm-hmm. And in, let's say, a year when they decide to push this, let's say the Wii U comes out and they go, fuck, we need to do something now. Yes. Will there be enough oomph behind it then? I think if if people are, you know, working on a secondary controller screen element to a game anyway, mm. they'll use the code or whatever and make it yeah, look better. Yeah. But aye, no, does their life depend on it I don't think so will yeah. the Wii U be enough to make them think it does the Wii U would need so. to be I think a phenomenal success in its first yeah. six months hedging their bets yeah. it'll work well at that but probably they'll just be like yeah it's cool it's cool well good there we go two new bits of hardware showing off that we are gallus as fuck yeah money 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 So the other thing I've been playing recently, Phil, let me tell you, uh, PlayStation Plus, we're still subscribed to that. Uh-huh. PlayStation Plus's uh, big game this month is Dead Space 2, but it's also got a game called Rock of Ages. Ah, uh, tie-in to the Tom Cruise movie? Yes, exactly. Amazing. It's the Magic Mike tr- crossover. <laughs> that everyone was crying out for. Yeah. Now, I don't like mix. <laughs> People say, this game is like Contra meets, you know, whatever. Mario. DuckTales. DuckTales. But imagine this. Right, if you will. It's like a mix of Monkey Ball, Ooh. Marble Madness, Ooh. and a Tower Defense game. <laughs> right? Now, I don't like Tower Defense games. No. I've been over that. But, and so you play as uh, the man from fabled Greek mythology. You play as Sisyphus, oh. the man who was condemned to forever push a giant boulder uphill. Exciting. In the game, it's all done in this kind of Python-esque, Terry Gilliam-style animation. All kind of funny, really charming look to it, all done in this Greek, you know, on the side of pots sort of style. Um, and Sisyphus, he's pushing the he's, he keeps getting poked in the bum. Oh. He's, oh, I'm not liking this. Like, fuck it, go, boof. And he starts just killing people with a big ball. Says, I'm out of here. Crumbs. 
So it takes you into the game. You play, essentially what you're doing is you're rolling, you're controlling this massive stone ball. It's going uh-huh. downhill. You're avoiding obstacles and you're trying to smash into the enemy gates uh-huh. at the bottom of the hill. The enemy lays out all different sorts of traps to get in your way, things like catapults and massive cows that explode and elephants and things like that. It's all really funny. And uh, as you go through the levels, it's all done in different styles. So when you go from ancient Greek, then you go to like a Renaissance period. It's all done in that Renaissance era yeah. style. Uh, but at the same time, while you're trying to knock down their gate, they're trying to knock down your gate at the other oh, side of the see. hill. No. So w- what happens is you'll crash into their gate and it takes a little bit of time for your ball, your next ball to get made. You've got a little army whittling away another big massive stone ball. In that time, it goes to an overhead view and you lay out your traps. Uh-huh. So then what will happen is it'll say the enemy's now rolling. You press square and a little screen pops up in the top corner and it shows you that ball oh. rolling down. So you could be either laying traps or rolling the ball yourself, but also watching the other ball to see how well your traps are doing. Uh-huh. It's really, really good. It's hard, though. <laughs> it's difficult, but it's really intuitive. They don't spend a lot of time explaining exactly what you're doing. Uh-huh. But it's all really done in this really charming way, and it works really well. It, is, it, it feels like Marble Madness, but from that monkey ball perspective, just behind the ball. Uh, loads of defence options, just really funny stuff, like big massive bison that just like knock you out of the, out of the way. And the cutscenes are great. There's a lot of game-related cutscenes as well. Feel like there's like a cat nod to Castlevania in the last one. There was I think, a moment where your army's on the edge of the gates and uh, on a big bridge, and a little wizard comes out. It's like you shall not pass. Uh, uh, things like that are great. And you fight every level. You fight like a someone from history. Nice. So it'd be like you know um, King Leonidas from you know the three hundred <laughs> or like Vlad the Impaler. So uh-huh. and they're all laid out that way. So when you get to the end, you smash through the castle wall, the castle gate. And they'll be there just on their own, and they'll be like, ah! And you just roll over them. And, like, <laughs> and it goes to the next level. It's a great wee game. It's free on PlayStation Plus. I think it's about seven quid, but it's really solid, well made game, published by Atlas. Nice. So, cool. Yep. The magic words, Gavin. A Karakin wee game. Atlas, I'll play it. Um, cool. I will give that a download. For sure. That is all I ask of you, Phil. And all I ask of our listeners is that they follow us on Tout. Tout it. Tout is the latest social media Tout. service. Let it all out. Let's get in about Walking Dead episode two. Yes. Starved for help. Starved for help. Something along those lines. Something like that. For uh, the PS triple. Yep. Xbox. Uh, it's not out on iOS yet, but the first no. one did come out on iOS. The first one did come out on iOS just recently, and I would very much recommend it. Big fans of the Walking Dead series. We've established this. We spoke about the first episode. Mm-hmm. What did you make of the second one? The second one, if it's done anything, it's made me th- realise that much like the comics, uh-huh. there's going to be a point coming in the next four episodes that are left that's going to be heartbreaking. Yes. There's going to be people dying. People, you know, I don't want to think about it in a way. Blood will be spilled. Uh, this was a very shocking sort of uh, grisly uh, episode where you, you're taken in by a certain group. I don't want to go into it in case yeah. people haven't played it because although you kind of see it coming, it's telegraphed quite far away what's happening. Yes. When it happens, it's... You hope it's not what's happening. Aye, That's the better aye. thing about it. The setup yeah. is done so well, and the characters that you run into is yeah. done so well that you hope to Christ this isn't what's happening. Yeah, you here. just think there's something that's going on. Yeah. And it might not necessarily be what you think is going on, but, you know, you have your suspicions, and there's so many just good wee bits in it. I just yeah. really enjoyed the entire... From start to finish, that is an enjoyable game. And... I think we can discuss the opener, because it's the opener for a game. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in spoilers for the first five minutes of a game. Mm. 
because uh, I tr- I tried to play this once, uh-huh. and it was during a week. Louisa was down south visiting her sister. Yeah, I was in the house by myself, and I couldn't handle it yeah. <laughs> at that point. I was just like, "This is too fucking much." It's, it's, it's a it starts off start. strong. Yeah, you are literally axing someone's leg off within the first two minutes of this yeah. game kicking off. What I love about The Walking Dead is it doesn't. It's not. What do you want to do? Dung, and it's a static screen, and you've yeah. got forever to look it up on the internet and see what happens it's if you like choose either your choice. Do it now, do it now, or something bad's going to happen. Probably something much worse. <laughs> Aye. So that's that's what I really love about it. It makes you fucking boom. Um, that's what I'm going with. And you're sticking with. You yeah. have. To, I mean, you have yeah. to stick with First it. First decision. Go for it. These games are amazing. Mm. Telltale's just hitting the nail on the head with these, and yep. tone. And the look of it, the sound mm-hmm. of it, the interactions with everybody. They're setting a very high bar for themselves, though, it's, I think. Yeah. Is because the next game they choose, whether it's, it won't be Walking Dead, obviously, it'll be a different type of game, mm-hmm. has to hit as many of these emotional points. Because it's not just the story, it's not just the goal of the zombies. They're all cool, but it's the character interactions, who you're forging relationships with. Yeah. I built a very solid relationship with uh, one character in the game that I will, and you feel almost like, I'll back that guy up to the help. Yeah. You know, I don't care what happens, I'm on this guy's side kind of thing. And again, the little girl, Clementine, yeah. you, know, you think to yourself, I'll do anything. If anybody comes near her, I'll fucking kill them. <laughs> I will rip their eyes out. But at the same time, it did a good job of not focusing on the same characters. Mm-hmm. Like, there was definitely less of Clementine in this game because yeah. she was preoccupied doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it just does a good job of now you're wanting to see a point where they connect again. Or, yeah. Oh, these games are shit hot. Absolutely magic. And again, it's one of these things, where are you getting another experience like that? No. You go and play a million platformers, a million FPS games, and they might have differences, but they're all essentially the same. Yeah. No game's like that right now. No game makes you think about it. Not a game when you switch it off and go to bed. You're still haunted by You're the still... decisions you made. I go, did I make the right choice? Uh-huh. I mean, oh fuck, I let that person live. They know something about me, you know. Ah. Eerie. <laughs> Eerie. Eerie. But yeah, if you're not playing it, fucking play it. 16 thumbs up. At least 16 thumbs up. 45 gold medals. Olympians! I just want to say congratulations to my favourite Olympian of all time, Sir Chris Hoy. High five. Fifth gold medal. Uh, I love you, Chris Hoy. Uh, right, how about we hit up some new releases for the month of August? Ba, 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 ba. So, Gavin, what's coming out this month? Hit me up. <laughs> Not a releases. whole lot. Um, again, it's been thin on the ground, but some, I hate summertime. Some summertime. There's a few gems. Yeah. Diamonds in the rough. Hit me. First one is Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs was supposed to be true crime. Japan, something like something that. Like Shanghai. That. I don't know. Yeah. But what got me a little bit disappointed me a little when I saw it came up when Sleeping Dogs out this month. I immediately thought Watch Dogs. From EA, the big uh, yes, thing yeah. I went, holy shit, is that? A- oh no, it's Sleeping Dog. But Sleeping Dog still looks pretty good. It's also not Watchdog, the BBC program. <laughs> it's not Watchdog. The it looks like the combat won't be awful. Yes, most open world games, they are, it is Shan combat. But this looks like they put proper time into the gunplay as yep. well as those like hand to hand melee combat. It looks really fluid and really good. I am looking forward to this game. You can do proper like police investigation. Yep. I don't know if it's like proper heavy rain investigation. I'm worried there'll be an of element you. of grimness to it that yeah. I won't enjoy. It better have a bit of a sense of humour. Do you know what I mean? From the looks of it, I think an open world game really does need to yes. have a sense of humour. I mean, as much sure. as Grand Theft Auto 4 was a pain in the arse, it still did have a lot of yes. humour to it. it. tries its best. Um, the yeah, driving section, Fucking smug humour. Yeah. Look at me. Oh, <laughs> Scientology is dumb. 
Um, the driving sections are handled by a lot of the guys that the Need for Speed games. Uh-huh. So even those, I mean, there's a, a plus ped- point. There's a pedigree behind every section of it. Yes. So I'm looking for it could be the surprise hit of the summer. I'm ready for another big open world, central yeah. style fun game. Again, not a big fan of the setting. I don't know why something about Shanghai is really dull. And I know it's not. I know it's dead colourful and it's mm-hmm. full of really rich culture and stuff. But I just, I don't know. I think I've had too many games set in Shanghai in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Shanghai style games. Yes. You know. Army of Deuce. Army of Deuce, my cane and lunches. They're like, yeah, so, true enough. I, I, I equate them with pretty shoddy games. I think that's what it is. Shanghai, I, if it's set in Shanghai, it's, it's probably a about a, a, a B minus game. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, the other thing, next? When's that one out? Uh, it's out mid month. I think they're all out kind of mid to late month. Nothing's out this week. Nothing's definitely. out this week, I know that much, yeah. Next one is Darksiders 2. Darksiders 2, I never played Darksiders 1, did you? Yes, I played it twice. Really? Yeah, once, well, I played it half it through on live and once through in the PlayStation. It's weird because Darksiders was touted as this God of War meets Tout. Zelda. Tout. Tout. Labadabod. It's this the God of War meets Zelda. Yeah. You know, and it didn't hit any, it didn't reach the heights of any of those games. <laughs> it didn't, it was this jack of all trades. Master uh, of Noun. Master of Noun. But, I'm looking at this. Looks like it's much more like it's so ridiculous. The the you play is like death, mm-hmm. and it's just big, you know it looks like Todd McFarlane had everything to do with it. You know, yeah. like Todd McFarlane shat it all out in a half an afternoon. But I don't know if I'll wait for the reviews. But I've not got high hopes for Darksiders two. I'm not fast about yeah. Darksiders two. I don't know how I feel about beat 'em ups. You love them. Scrolling type. Anyway, you don't like anything. The old goat. No, I don't. Jack. I don't. I like. Uh, Daft Robot Games. Daft Robot Games. Speaking of which, then, <laughs> you're going to get the, probably the biggest game for us this summer. Yes. Transformers absolutely. Fall of Cybertron. FOC. Yep, it's the, obviously the sequel to uh, Transformers War for Cybertron. WOC. The rather uninspiring, but still lots of potential. Yes. Yes. Uh, game. The uh, demo came out for this two days ago or something. Yep. So it's out now when you're listening to this. As you listen to it. As you're touting. Tout is what you think of Transformers. Yep. Uh, the demo is two parts of two levels. Yep. One from the Autobot campaign, one from the Decepticon campaign, and two multiplayer maps. That's right. All looking good. All of it was excellent. I was really, really happy with how it turned out. Uh, the first Autobot campaign, mm-hmm. you play as Bumblebee. Yeah. And there's, there's a, a lot, lot of shit going on. A load of shit going on. And that's what I like about it. The game, irrespective of whether or not, because a lot of the time you're just going to be fighting, as you say, in a big junkyard yeah. of Cybertron. A lot has to happen. You yes. can't just walk around big corridors. And it can't just be opening doors. No, no. The game, the first game, there was a lot of that. So this looks like it's going to keep up. If it keeps the pace of the demo, yeah, then great. I, mean, I know it will have its little lulls, lulls, but uh, and we'll have some lulls. Aye, definitely. But yeah, the, that whole section was really exciting. And so, the Decepticon campaign was good as well. That gave you a sense of a less kind of cinematic part of a level, mm-hmm. but still really full of action. And yeah. They've tightened up all the vehicle mm-hmm. uh, element to it, so the cars don't feel like they're just kind of on ice, eye floating around the place. There's you can actually drop the tires down and take off at speed, yeah. and then there's a boost on top of that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. The flying stuff all looks really cool as well. Yeah, and it worked really well, yeah. going from like being a helicopter to a jet. Phenomenal, but the triple changers. Yeah, Brilliant. exactly. When you, when when you came out of the each mode, mm-hmm. there wasn't that second of like getting your bearings. Yeah. You just instantly came went right back into it. It's got everything you need. Yeah. As long in any Transformers game, as long as you can excellently be a car, 
jump, transform, and shoot somebody in the air. Yeah. It's a good Transformers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. And you can do that. You can do that. The, the thing, multiplayer stuff looks really good as well. The multiplayer was great. There's like four different classes, mm-hmm. ranging from small to really big. And fly, fly scientist. Fly, fly scientist. Your medic. Um, so I'll be more interested in going that class because I always am interested in going the medic class when I mm-hmm. play these games. But yeah, I, I really enjoy playing the the multiplayer, trying out all the different classes. When apparently in the full game, you're going to have like a more or less a fully customizable yeah. robot, which I'm really looking forward to just messing about with. I did have a look through all the different uh, selections that are shown in the demo. Yeah, most of them are locked out, but one of them is just a Dinobot head. Yeah, you can just stick on any robot you want. The coolest thing. Yeah. The coolest thing. <laughs> the only the thing I thought was weird though was in the demo. Obviously, this will change when you see the full story and etc. But the missions they chose, like when you're in the foot starts like Bumblebee and Optimus and Ratchet, all the good guys. Yeah, and shit's going down. They're like, get over there, go over there, go move, move, this. move, go and do this. You know, this is oh, oh god, we gotta fight these guys and really just these you know, altruistic, just boring. Yeah, guys. But then when it got to the Decepticon campaign, they were cracking jokes. They were having a laugh. They were Aye. looking out for each other. Like, oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll go, flush them out. And you follow me. You watch my back, yeah. and I'll make, I'll make sure you don't get ambushed. And you know, just having laughs. And you think I don't want. And, and I know maybe we've been wrong all this time. I know, but like maybe the, I know that you, as older gentlemen, mm-hmm. you do tend to kind of side more with the baddies. Everyone loves a good villain. Yeah. But you know, I hope that doesn't go that way where you end up. Because you're supposed to root for the, the Autobots. Yeah. I want kids to play this game and root for the Autobots. I don't want them to think Decepticons are cool And Prime shit. should always be a total pole-faced prick. Yeah. However, the rest of them can crack a joke now and again. Yeah. That's it. But Prime also has Bumblebee's to come out. Bumblebee's just still not allowed to speak in anything. Oh, because nah. he's got to turn out the fucking movie, Bumblebee. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's had his throat thing torn out. His voice modulator has been disabled. But that's nothing new, Bart. Oh, no. Oh. But, but, but I thought this was supposed to lead in... Well, he doesn't speak in the Prime cartoon either, does he? No. Uh, it's a shame for Bumblebee, but the one uh, of the most beloved characters of my youth. Yeah, but yeah, Transformers: War for Cybertron. I'm uh, sorry, Fall of Cybertron looks like a peach. I can't wait to play as Grimlock. Four thumbs up, man. Yep, I can't wait for this game to hit. Look for us out there, Dangerfield on PS3 and Big Hairy Invader. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out on Tout at Geshcast on Tout. Okay, so like, why don't we take this quick opportunity to speak to some friends of ours from a different universe? No, hang on, we'll open the vortex. It's Game of Thrones. Fly, my pretty. Welcome once again to the wall. Welcome of games for phones. The thing that we've not really mentioned to everybody that this wall is actually made up of uh, devices. Actually, uh, it's old Nokia's. Old Nokia Lumia's. <laughs> that nobody uses anymore. Yeah. However, uh, it's still deep in winter here. Exactly, uh, as uh, ever. As ever. And it being winter and us spending so many cold nights up here in the wall of yeah. Nokia's, we do get time to play a lot of handheld games. That's exactly right. And we're here today to tell you two of the best <laughs> that you can pick up at the moment. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't I start, Phil, since you're still having a look through yours at the moment. <laughs> um, I'll talk to you quickly about Knights of the Round Cable. What? Uh-huh. It's a game uh, published by Chilingo, so you know it's got to be good, right? Yeah. It's only 69p. Uh, you're playing as a knight, and you collect gems. What happens is you swing around on ropes, mm-hmm. which have, you'll, you'll fall, it's all, you know, you've got physics sort of base, you've got this gravity always pulling you down. But you swing around on ropes, you press in a button and you connect to the nearest uh, mm-hmm. sort of pivot point and you start swinging around in a circular motion. You collect gems, you free princesses, you fight dragons. 
It's a lot of fun. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of challenges in it, like Jetpack Joyride, my favourite game. I love the, that game so much. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the art style in it, though. It's very busy, very it's very colourful, but the style just grates on me a wee bit. It's not as well drawn as I would like, as I would do. Very well. Um, there's a wealth of things to unlock, loads of knights to unlock, different gadgets and things. It's, there's so much to do in it. 69p, again, I always think it takes so many elements from Jetpack Joyride. I think, well, how come that game's free? Yeah. Next to the ring cable is 669p. And it's, it's nowhere near as good, but it's it's a good fun distraction. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my train game of the moment. That's fair enough. 69p, bit of a bargain. Bit of a bargain. Uh, I have selected Great Big War Game on the uh, iOS device. Why don't, you little, why don't you tell me and the people at home a little bit about that game? Let me tell you, Gavin. Okay. Uh, it's one ninety nine from the Apple <laughs> App Store. What? I know, I know. However, oh, God. what sets this game apart from all other games uh-huh. on the iPhone? It's on tout. It's, it's on tout. And it's basically Advance Wars. Which is all anybody <laughs> ever wants from a mobile game. Yeah, um, I think a, a, an advan- a good Advance Wars style game is long overdue. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Differences from Advance Wars... It's kind of bigger, chunkier, cutesier style. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, it's all that you get bases, you get units, you deploy them throughout the map and move them around, mm-hmm. take the enemy's base to win each round. Uh, it plays on a kind of hexagonal map. Hexagonal? Hexagonal. Nice. Uh, rather than, you know, just the straight squares. lines. Yeah, but it's, uh, that's it. It's Advanced Wars. Yeah. Blues versus Reds. Great. Do you think that the fact, the very fact that it's it would be so obviously Advance Wars? Mm-hmm. Do you think it would have been sixty nine p? Yep. Otherwise, but yeah. the fact that it's, yeah. it's Advance Wars, people... the fact it's a decent Advance Wars, they'd know they can charge extra, and yeah. they can because it's good. Yeah. It's universal apps. It's on your iPad as well. It I make it. I'm not the best at Advance Wars. I don't have a. I don't have a great head for strategy. No. But I think oh, I'll give it a try. I do like Advance Wars. Phenomenal. All the units are balanced correctly. It's it's a good. Full yeah. game. It's not a, a two-minute throwaway. No, it's good game no. at all. It's I'm, glad you, I'm glad you liked it, mate. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll quickly go into another thing that I got. Uh, well, I've been playing on the iPad, uh, which is <laughs> the Judge Dread game book. Oh yeah, I wanted to read this when you were finished with it because we have so little books here. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> so little books here. It's a game by Ten Man Games and Rebellion, mm-hmm. who dealt with. I think it was Crackdown Two. Was it Rebellion? Oh, that Ruffian. Ruffian. Rebellion did something else. Rebellion did the Judge Dread game. That's they did The what was the other uh, two thousand AD game came out? The Rogue Trooper one. Yeah. The this is essentially a choose your own adventure book mm-hmm. mixed with a sort of a D and D Dungeons and Dragons rolling system for combat. Amen. It is really Sign good. Me up. The game. Uh, Does so it have cyberpunks. Yes, of course. Oh yeah. It's like a it's a standard choose your adventure book. Um, it comes up with things like you know if you want to go into the the store and you know get grab a looter, mm-hmm. go to this page. If you want to go around the back, press this, and things will happen. Like you'll be jumped, or you know you'll raise your weapon, and then it goes into a sort of a combat thing for rolling dice. You hit the you know whatever cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. So there's there's loads of stuff in it, and it's really really cool. The only thing I don't like about it is the way that it's written. It's really written in this robotic style. And maybe it was written by a robot. Maybe that'd be more apt. Well, probably, yeah, some kind of droid. But as I'm saying, I'm sure I've mentioned this to you before. But it's like 
the game is done in that style where it's, you know, you are Judge Dredd, you go round here, what do you want to do? You are on your lawmaster now. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you meet, you know, Judge Anderson, and she says, I have not seen you in a long time, Judge Dredd. It is your birthday. You so know? you're both Judge Dredd and the narrator is telling you that there is Judge Dredd. No, no, the, the way it's happening is like, there's no, no one says like, I'm going over there. They say, I am going over there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, it's that's like, very futuristic. I, I don't know if that's just the way that there's no conjunctions in, at all in no, the future. No, it's just the way that Mega City One operates. I think. They're illegal, but it's really jarring because mm-hmm. I'm fine with the descriptive text being like that. But once you get to the natural text, the way people speak, yeah, it's, you think it just feels bad. <laughs> Fantastic, man. And I know I'm talking about somebody using the proper English now, but it just feels. Bad, <laughs> bad. You know, it is your birthday. It is your birthday. Obviously, uh-huh. uh, printed out. So, but yeah, no, I would def- it's, that's one forty nine. So that's quite tough. But the, the artwork in it, there's loads of artwork in it, and it's all really well rendered. Uh, it's just there's a nice music in the background. <laughs> Futuristic, sad, Futuristic, like you would play in the background when you went to play Quasar or Laser Time. Yeah, you uh-huh. would play that in the background. But yeah, I de- it's it's dear but worth it. Highly recommend it. Anyway, mate, I'd just like to take this opportunity to say thanks for being on this wall with me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I know we're still we're acting like we're never going to do this again. I mean, we signed up for life when we took the really, really, really light dark blue. Really, 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 really dark blue. I have a surprise for you. What's that? Related to that, and I'll bring it up next episode. Oh, teaser. <laughs> Hang on. What's that over in the distance? It's some banger. Play. <laughs> Hello. This past month, I've been playing two Android games, NBA Jam and Osmos HD. NBA Jam's got all the glory. It's all... This and... That. I'm quite a few games into a season of hefty basketball fun that works well on the touchscreen. And in short, I'm loving it. It's a fantastic game, and it updates the old classic for a new audience. But despite that, Osmos HD is a better mobile game. How to describe it? Well, you pilot an amoeba slash bubble crossover whose task it is is to absorb other smaller bubbles and become huge. You tap around your bubble to send out a little jet of your bubbly material, forcing you in the opposite direction. Each tap nudges you forward while shrinking your bubble by a small amount. You crack out these mechanics in a variety of scenarios, including get huge while dodging antagonistic enemy bubbles, get huge while orbiting a big star bubble, and also get huge while tightly packed in between antimatter bubbles and giant bubbles that will eat you up if you're not careful. In short, get huge or die trying. Most of Osmos HD is about accurate, considered tapping rather than lightning-fast reflexes. In the stages where you're packed in with seemingly nowhere to turn, the game becomes a snail-paced strategy game, while the more open levels become a gentle ballet of tapping to guide your bubble in languid arcs. The straightforward nature of the controls mean that you tap the screen to move, swipe to change the speed of the game, pinch to zoom, and three-finger tap to pause. That's it. There's nothing in there you don't use when typing on your laptop or writing a text message on your phone. The interface is perfect for mobiles. In the heat of the moment with NBA Jam, I find myself cursing the lack of buttons. And, don't misinterpret me here, NBA Jam is a game that does damn well on the touchscreen. But I don't think I'd want to play Osmos with any interface other than a touchscreen. This alone should be reason enough to give it a crack. No one bought a Wii without playing Wii Sports, and if you've got a phone with a screen on it, then you should consider this too. You can get Osmos HD from Google Play or Malware Mix APK File Torrent Emporium. 
I recommend the first one. It'll only cost you one ninety nine, so be a good guy. Well, thank you very much, Jerry, for that insightful view in a game that we haven't held yet because we're recording this before we told you we were going to record it. Of course, I didn't mean Jerry was the banger. I meant the Raven delivering this <laughs> message was a banger. I love Jerry more than anything. I had a, a, a brief pint with Jerry. I slipped I down from the ball. I was out. Literally heard about it because I wasn't invited. Well, mate, where were you at the time? Just sitting on the couch crying. Well, I, I'm not going to invite a crying man out for some ales. Not with Jerry, Barterman. Jerry would have barred you, man. Know what he said to me? What? He said that if he sees you, he'll gouge your fucking eyes out. That's his exact words to me. Jesus. After all you've done for us. <laughs> Put him up on the Gesh cast pedestal. I don't know. The Geshestal. I'll tear him down. I won't. You won't. I you won't. won't. Jerry's too fucking tough for that. Yes. Anyway, thank you for listening to um, Azeroth's number one gaming podcast within a podcast. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Let's pass back through the time-space dimensional vortex. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> so, Gavin, it's time to hit off on this month's theme. This theme. Now, Phil, this is one of the themes that you pushed for. Now, was... you're pushing it on me like uh, <laughs> I should feel sorry for this. Uh-huh. I don't. Cool. I think this is an important part of games. It's it really is, an essential I... structure of games, which has been here for as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. but it's rarely, it's rarely taken upon. Yeah, I mean, your your choice at the start of any game generally is how difficult you want this game to be. Easy, medium, hard. Mm-hmm. Three words that faced you in 90% of the games yeah. that you've ever played. The problem with that... I mean, when what I'll, do they mean? What do they mean? <laughs> the thing I always worry about is when I, I'll never play a game on easy. Mm-hmm. I always play. I always start off playing it on medium difficulty or normal or whatever they want to call it because I always feel that's how the developer of the game, the makers of the game, decided the game should be played. Yes, that's the experience they want. It's not too difficult, not too hard. Yeah, no. Well, in a lot of games, it's referred to as normal. Yeah, easy, normal, hard. Yeah, uh, which makes more sense for that argument that uh-huh. this is the normal play of the game yeah. how it should be done. Uh, but also, I think changed the times psychologically mm-hmm. just to make you. Not feel as pushed either yeah. way. You know, well, it's just normal. The, this um, is a normal one. You can't have normal. Not, normal seems to be the way that you get to try out the game mechanics and uh-huh. mess about with them a bit more. Uh-huh. Like, uh, you may be able to take a chance and go, what would happen if I do this? You wouldn't usually get that uh, luxury in hard, the mm-hmm. hard mode of a game, because if you mess up, you you die. But in a normal, you can kind of go, well, I can t- test up, you know, dip your toe in the water a bit and see what Would happens. you say this is the same across the board? Genres? No, I mean, it depends on the game. I mean, you can play a game on hard and it's still easy to you. Yeah. You know, it's an easy game is an easy game, irrespective of usually what level you play it on. Like, you're good with fighting games. Yeah. Would you go straight in with a normal there, or would you be like, no, no, I'm going to go in for a slightly higher than normal challenge, straight off the bat? I want to learn the game mechanics first, and then bump up the difficulty if I need to. Fighting games are different because you have to get, you have to start playing fighting games harder and harder. Because that's more like a human opponent, mm-hmm. and there's nothing harder than playing a human opponent, even somebody who's relatively unskilled. Yes, it's still, still a completely, it's still a different ball game. But yeah, with the fighting games, I'll, any game really, play it on normal, learn the game mechanics, and if I feel like I want to go back, mm. then bump up the difficulty, amp it up, amp it, and I think that's most likely for most folk. That's what they would do. Now, what about games that don't give you that option? Just like, as- say. Demon Souls, mm-hmm. Dark Souls. I mean, I guess that's really the, the the big one that we're going to talk about is because 
Demon Souls and Dark Souls are the most notorious difficult games of the last five years. Yeah, yeah, probably the last five, ten. I mean, you yeah. say, word association, you would say to most people that are into games, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and they would say difficult or hard or yeah, you know, impossible, impossible that kind of thing. That's a difference in skill and frustration. It, it, it kind of balances them both because you don't think, when you play Demon Souls, it's not that when you die, it's not the game's fault. Yes. The game is well made and constructed and it's got its bugs and its flaws but for the most part when you die because of something you did wrong you fucked up because you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Everything you, is achievable. Yeah. Exactly. The game yeah. shows you that you could and the genius behind Demon Souls is I'll get him next time. Yeah. Yeah. I know where that guy is How and I'm going to get him next time. Demon Souls managed to get the the level so right though where they could pr- propose such a challenge and at the same time you, you had that feeling of achievability to it. I always had that first moment. We spoke about it in the, the jaw droppers last mm-hmm. month when you faced the Tower Knight yep. for the first, first time. Unsummitable odds in front Impossible. of you. But part of the back of your head's like, I can do this, it's fine. Yeah, I think it's because the enemies in the game aren't particularly. It's not like they're not strong. The bosses are very strong. Yeah. But, you know, most enemies will take a slash, two slashes, and that's mm-hmm. it. So when a guy jumps out and knifes you, you go. Fuck! I'll get him next time, and I'll beat him easily. Yes, he's not a challenge to me. It's remembering where he is mm. and being ready for him is the challenge. Not I think as well. There's an element to it. A lot of people get round difficulty by just cheapening things. Mm-hmm. Difficulty equals more enemies. Yes, and what Demon Souls and Dark Souls didn't do was exactly that. Mm. Everything had everyone had a fighting style. And you could get to know every inch of the game if you wanted to and fly through it. Mm-hmm. But still offered enough of a challenge in each of those people. Anything yeah. could kill you in Demon's Souls mm-hmm. if you weren't watching out for yourself. Yeah. But at no point did it feel cheap. No. And that's it. You never feel like the game messed you up. It's not like, oh, that was the you know, that was just bad programming on their part. And yeah. That's why I died. It's like um like a shoot 'em up like the old shoot 'em ups of old like um Ikaruga or Ikaruga or whatever you want to call yeah. it other like bullet hell shooters, those games are ridiculously difficult and require such a level of hand-eye coordination that I could never achieve. Yeah. But I imagine he, when I get semi-good at one, I got okay at Ikaruga, and you think to you, it's such a sense of satisfaction because you've mastered, to a point, the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really difficult. A game that someone who you just t- tossed in the pad would die instantly. And you think to yourself, you know, you, you've achieved something. You've bettered yourself in some way. Yeah. And you think... These skills that I have got now are going to translate. Yeah, they're going to translate to other. I got get the chain Next combo. Next time I got, someone's dropping a pencil, I'll be like, oh, I've got it. Plus, they go, well, what makes you think you're qualified for this job? And mm-hmm. I'd send them a screenshot of my chain combo that I got. Yeah, it was over like three hundred. Like, can you believe gosh. that shit? Can you believe that? I think yeah. Well, things like when we used to play a lot of Geometry Wars two mm-hmm. on the Xbox uh, when it first came out. Yep, and. I never managed to get scores like you or you or Chris mm-hmm. managed to get because as soon as I, I enjoyed Geometry Wars 2 an awful yep. lot however it was so random and mm-hmm. things would just appear out of nowhere and you had absolutely no control a lot of, it was pure hand-eye coordination yeah. but a lot of things in Geometry Wars I feel were when you got to a certain level in the game when you got a certain point you got so far and your score got so big mm-hmm. the game obviously ramped up the, to kill you to kill you yeah. and occasionally things would just appear in your path and there was no way to get out to yeah. stop it like you know just a barrier would appear out of nowhere and it's just your luck yeah 
and that's annoying. I don't like those. No, that's not good for me. That if that happened in Demon Souls, like something just a meteor yeah, came down right. and killed you, <laughs> you'd be like, "This is bullshit. I'm not going to play it anymore." But it doesn't. The game trusts you enough and gives you enough respect to say, "Look, you fucked up. Try it again, and this time remember where that guy was." Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's a difficult game, but it's not insurmountable. It's not impossible. And I think I think that's what they got right. It wasn't so much just you, you know. Mashing a mashing a pad. a true art form then for for games it should be something that they aspire to rather than just taking this cheap route mm-hmm. of we'll just add more characters or we'll have a random path. Put that craft in, yeah. Make it truly challenging rather than impossible, yeah. Beyond a certain point, and then it's just there's there was a total craft to that game, yeah. Beautiful. No, I mean, on the other on the other side of it though, mm-hmm. looking at a game like perhaps uh, again. And I probably will bring it up every podcast for the rest of my life. Journey is an easy game. Yep. You can go through it from start to finish and yep, not absolutely. die, not fall. You just go through the game. Yet the most affecting, fantastic game I've played in the last, mm-hmm. for me personally, in the last 10 years at least, I love that game. Mm-hmm. It's astounding to me. And Was it, yeah, there's, no, there's a game that didn't even depend on a difficulty level. Yeah, it doesn't depend on it. challenge. It yep. just depends literally on you and Conveying emotion. Exactly. Yeah. It was perfect. And so that's the two sides of the spectrum, really. It's just what, something that which has does not rely on challenge. Yeah. Demon Souls very much is built on that. It's yeah. built on and this. both beautiful in their own right. Exactly. Exactly. Mate. Gorgeous. Exactly. Now, what about games when you... When do you think the first game that you can remember is where instead of an easy difficulty level meant that the game was kind of stunted? I'd say pro- the first thing I remember being was, uh, it was well, well, the first person, it would either be Wolfenstein 3D or Doom. Yeah. I remember playing on the really easy difficulty levels and just having really sparse, barren levels, people going down with one shot. and they- Or just standing in front of you, shooting at you, and you're just held, just not going yeah. down the slightest. I mean, that's not satisfying to me, you know, yeah. just to be invincible, you know. I mean, you could play around in like games like that with like God mode and the like just for a laugh. But mm-hmm. if you actually play in the game, there's no because I mean that that's another game that's based for me around the challenge of it. Yeah, you know, insurmountable odds. You've got these big guns. That's I mean, how it should that, work. That theory has now evolved to a point now where, say, like certain games will say, "Do you want a hand with this?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the bigger one was the Mario thing. Yeah. Uh, the problem with that, I mean, for me, when a game like Mario came out, let's say, what was it, 1985, let's say, right? We didn't have that option back then mm-hmm. as such. Technology hadn't progressed to the point where it was like the NES could be like, you're fucking this up quite badly. Do you want me to do this bit <laughs> yeah. for you? And to play the game on do a demo... Do you think we should be playing on easy? Or uh, the War 3? God of War, oh, I felt like... Do you think that you should maybe be playing this on a slightly easier difficult level? Yeah, I think maybe what you should do, God of War. (laughs) God of War, it was always funny for the end. Yeah, I mean the things I was going, you motherfucker! (laughs) You get legit angry. I tell you what, if you're making suggestions, why don't you make sections of the level I can't just fall through? Uh, How about that? How about you don't make it so I have to restart the titty wiggling sections? Mm, Exactly. Anyway, but yeah, (laughs) I got me on titty wiggling now. I think things with. Do you remember when you were wee and then you'd hear the story of somebody who had completed a game? Yeah. And you'd be like, I completed that. Yep. But now it's just like, 
you should be able, I remember what was it I was watching it was Charlie Brooker's thing mm-hmm. I mentioned this before in fact and it was uh, Daryl O'Brien was on it talking about how you shouldn't have any locked content in a game mm-hmm. if he buys a game it should be all his, all his. instantly yep. accessible it's not how it should be <laughs> you, games are supposed to be a challenge games are supposed yeah. to be something you work towards and you should be rewarded for doing well in it I'm mm-hmm. not saying you should pay extra it should be you know locked content as in you know, the whole Capcom side of things, yeah. but you should absolutely have part of it that you should earn. Yeah, I mean... And that, you should that, feel proud of earning. That's what... I mean, a lot of games are, again, the base of games is ob- objective, fulfilling an objective. And in doing that, if you just do that, is that enough for you? Is that enough for you to just go, well, that's me, beat the boss. Yeah. And if that is enough for you, then that's fine. You get a wee cutscene and that's great. But it's so good to get something like another costume, another another level, another yeah. whatever, another character to go as. That kind of thing for me makes it worth playing again. Aye, just seeing that cutscene over and over is not going to do anything for no. me. No, absolutely. It's, it's. Oh, I guess it straddles that line of the the two sides of the casual gamer to use a fucking ugly phrase, yeah, and the hardcore gamer mm-hmm. to use another one. Uh, where, like Dark Souls, well, Dark Souls is never going to be a fucking big seller. It was mm-hmm. never going to be a Mario game. But I mean, it, it's done very well. Well, that's it. The yeah. reaction to it being so well crafted was that it became this niche game. It became, you know, a kind of cult game. Well, it's always been a gauntlet, I think, that was thrown down to a lot of people. It was, yeah. this game's fucking really, really difficult. And they go, oh, well, I'll show, I'll, we'll just see how difficult yeah. it is. It's like any time you, you have a SNES and somebody brings out fucking Probotector. Mm-hmm. Aye, that's like, it. Bump. Fire it on. Aye, get that on. Fire that, it on, let's do this. That's a beastie again. Aye. When you complete Probotector on the SNES, there's very few th- I mean, I remember. The the first arcade game I ever completed was the Simpsons arcade game. Yeah. I remember completing that on holiday with my grand and grandpa and feeling wild. Yeah. For two two reasons really. One, I'd seen nothing something I hadn't seen before because there was a little mini game in between the levels where you had to pump up a balloon. Yeah. And you're like, and you need to rattle the buttons. A boy had a um baseball glove. Nice. And he would use that and scour it across the buttons. And I thought, that's ingenious. Yeah, he'd win it every time because it was just. What like about so the the pencil and the rubber band for track and field? I remember that. Yeah, pencil. <laughs> but um, so that was. I mean, that is not persistent. An arcade game is not difficult. It's just. It's well, an arcade game is designed to as the guy get your money. Yeah, and, as yeah. The guy in Wayne's World said, "Keep the kids pumping in the quarters." Exactly. It's not. It's not essentially. It's difficult. It's purposefully impossible. Uh, Noah. Noah's, Noah's arcade. Noah Van. No. Nice name, Nod. Noah Vanderhoff. <laughs> Noah Vanderhoff. <laughs> yeah, I've got most of that script committed to memory. <laughs> but yeah, the um, yeah the <laughs> arcade games are purposefully made to be almost impossible to uh-huh. get through without putting in a lot of money. So Simpsons Arcade, I always felt quite validated that I managed to get through it yeah. on maybe a couple of continues. Yeah, And it was the same with the Turtles Arcade. I remember my heart nearly beating out of my chest when I completed that. Me and like three other people when I was on holiday, complete strangers playing this game and it was ridiculous kept pumping money into it because it was the last day in holiday bah, bah, bah. spend them son spend, spend them exactly get them spent eventually them home. felt like I was an absolute king and you could go, go back to school and tell everybody I completed the Turtles arcade game bullshit aye whatever it's whatever like you got half of that lassie no you didn't I did get half where she's my <laughs> girlfriend now she's from Luss aye <laughs> she's from Perth that's how you can't see her. She goes to a different school. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of these things like there shouldn't be a trend for making games 
too easy or in my book fin- letting you skip sections mm-hmm. for the sake of letting you see the end cut scene yeah you should earn that shit every time you should but I mean I feel that with but a normal game should be accessible enough to pose enough of a challenge for it to be fun mm-hmm. but also it should still you should get to the end of a game yeah I think that the hard one should be the real challenge games that allow you to drop the difficulty mid game yeah I enjoy that because I mean I don't use that option but it's nice to know that if someone's playing it and they're really not enjoying it because it's so difficult, I can imagine getting really frustrated with a game like Uncharted. Mm-hmm. If I was just dying and getting shot all the time. Yeah. Dropping it down easy and watching Big Marionette Nathan Drake just jump around and <laughs> oh, kill everyone with ease. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a power fulfillment for some folk. They're just like running around, taking no damage and shooting people. Awesome. It's not for me, but I like to know that option exists. I guess it's up to people to play the game how they want. Ultimately, they'll get their own level of enjoyment from it. Maybe it's the, uh, that option into their hands. Yeah, maybe Daryl Bryan needs to be f- fucking spin-fed everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> take that, Daryl Bryan. Yes, take that, irrelevant comedian. Yeah! So, that was a difficult conversation. It was a difficult conversation, but I'm glad we had it. Cool. What's our next theme going to be? Right, I've got the print out here, Gav. Okay. It says the next subject is going to be... Sports. Sports. Yeah. Sports. Do you like sports? In the goal net. Everybody slam dunk into the goal net for me. Now, we know nothing about sports. That's not true. I think our patter there just shown that we love sports. We should probably use this for this, the Olympic episode. Yeah, kind of would have worked well, eh? Would have. But the Olympics will still be going. No, they won't. No, they won't. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> join us next time for an exciting chat about sports. Bush. Back of the net. <laughs> Listen, thanks for downloading this podcast. Well, thank you to our listeners, Phil. Listeners, when you have a podcast, Phil, you should be, <laughs> we have smart listeners. Uh-huh. One has to be smart because you have to ask for people's questions on Twitter, which is what I did. Oh, now one of our biggest fans, Barry Rogers on Twitter, he was asking us about building your ultimate controller, uh-huh. Frankenstein style. Constructing the world's greatest controller. Yeah, you know, if you would take the D-pad from a Commodore and mix it with a, <laughs> an A button from a Wendigo, <laughs> do whatever you like. <laughs> but what's the need? There's no need for it. Because, Phil, tell everyone what the best controller on earth is. It's the waveboard for the GameCube. It's the waveboard for the GameCube. It's the greatest controller of all time. Everything about it is perfect. I'll hear nothing against it. What's the next question? Other thing I was going to mention now, someone called Benjisk, who's dragging for lunch on Twitter, was asking us, saying it's like possible topics would be, now I'm asking for possible topics here, Benji. <laughs> I'm asking for questions and comments. Fair enough. But, you know... What um, was his topic? He was talking about his Kickstarter for games. Now it's becoming more and more prevalent, and I'm paraphrasing him here. I'm fleshing it out a little. Go for it. Is it necessary for games when you, essentially those games are probably going to happen anyway? Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Aye. You're thinking, are they? If they're good enough. <laughs> well, so if the person who's saying it, who's launching the Kickstarter, is Peter Molyneux, yeah. it's probably going to happen. Uh-huh. Like a Diddy, like you and me, starts a Kickstarter and we need the money. It's not going to happen. Aye. Well, uh, I'm sure if the game is presented in such a way... Surely it's a matter of knowing the actual game, of getting a game made. Yeah, exactly. If you're able to pitch correctly to the right people at the right time and they're receptive to it, then the game will be made. And also know how much you need. Yes. 
Yes, Kickstarters. Kickstarters are entering a weird territory generally. It, the whole thing about Penny Arcade. Yeah, yeah. You see that? They're ditching ads on the site mm-hmm. if they can raise enough on the Kickstarter. And they've said that the people that were employed originally to do ads would be employed elsewhere within the company yeah. to protect them. Ah. Which sounds virtuous enough, but at the same time, it is just going, give me that money. Yeah, give me the money. We don't. Give me that money. It's not. But they said that anything over that would be going to some. Webcomic sort of uh, American Idol style thing. Nice. Where it would, um, they would try and make a star of a webcomic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I trust Penny Arcade to know what they're doing. Penny uh, Arcade are probably the, they're the gaming webcomic source, really. They're the ones that I trust. Uh, it's consistently brilliant art, consistently yeah. well written. The articles that are on there are funny. They're, uh, Above and beyond that, they've managed to take what is a three panel strip daily mm-hmm. from being a free webcomic to being one of the biggest names yeah in gaming in, in general in gaming at all Aye. they've got packs they've got like I don't we don't need to child list. play charity the yeah whole... millions for sick kids yeah. shit you know Aye. that's incredible that's a success story on par with fucking Schwarzenegger you know yeah. what I mean that's incredible <laughs> but yeah um, we don't really need to give the... <laughs> they don't need props yeah they don't need Aye, props exactly. not especially for Kickstarter uh, however is uh, it's a valid tool to be used I don't care if games come out of Kickstarter no I'm more than happy if anything it's a good tool for getting the idea out to the massive mm-hmm. take the Ouya whatever yes. it's called the, the, the Android console went from being some daft idea to being known by the whole gaming community mm-hmm. within a day absolutely and now on lives in bed with them as well yeah Bruce Grove is in bed with whoever's the head Jelly. of them. Jelly. Jelly. I forgot about my online update. Oh, Quickly, no. online update. There's okay. a new bridge simulator. Oh, thank God. Thank God for that. Yeah, it's in the play pack. The other thing that your man Benji was asking about was freemium models for games. Right. Pretty dull question, right? Freemium models have worked <laughs> in the past on certain games. You paid extra for uh, Jetpack, Jetpack Joyride. I gave them three quid because I enjoyed it. Yeah, whereas 90% of the stuff that I play... I either pay for or I'll gladly take for free. Yeah. I think with a game, if you've got something that's free, yet they are stingy with their in-game currency. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly obvious. Clearly. Clearly obvious. Take my horse. That you want to, you know, the like, please. Yeah, take my horse. <laughs> the problem there is if they're just going like, this will cost you a million pounds uh-huh. for this shovel. Yeah, you're like, fuck off. I like, fuck off, mate. Or you can buy it now for 69p. I'll be like, I tell you what, how about I just delete your game but... and you go and die a cunt's death? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for the language there, but that annoys me. Freemium games, if uh, if freemium came to console stuff, uh, it did, I guess, with DC Universe online. I guess so, yeah. yeah um, and was... I've never paid anything over and above that I need to because now I begrudge the fact that I did originally pay for it. You did, you did. And... But... Yeah. That's a kind of one one scenario that's yeah. not indicative of everything else. It seems like it's much a bigger risk for a console to go down that route. Yeah. I don't know why it's just Part more of a me risk. wants to give them money most of the time with freemium if I'm enjoying it, I'm digging it. Yeah. But the actual procedure of me going right, here you go. Like yeah. if it was on PSN, there's no chance to get a penny off me because yeah. PSN's so horrible to use. Uh-huh. No chance. Would so, I go into the store and be like, oh, right, transaction. Yeah. Oh, I've got to put in all my details. Right, yep. what's all this? No chance. What bugged the shit out of me about the PlayStation Store while we're on the subject is uh, my my girl and I, my yeah, fiancé. Your best girl. My fiancé. We're sitting on the couch and I was going through the PlayStation Store and again, I came to an item, mm-hmm. which was like a sword. It was a little avatar. It had a little picture of a sword. Mm-hmm. 
and it was saying like this sword is so great, the sword is brilliant, and I went, I wonder what that's for. I clicked in it, and it had the blurb what the sword did, mm-hmm. and you know, for one player only, and all it, and the little blurb at the bottom. At no point did it mention what game it was for. It didn't say at any point in that what the game what game it was for. The only reason I knew is because behind the sword, really faint, was uh, the Dragon's Dogma logo. Right. But Apart that was that. after me looking at it for about a good two minutes. PSN might be the worst thing ever. It's fucking rotten. I just don't get how you can... How can you possibly put something on the store? Even from... Let's say let's say it's Capcom's responsibility yeah. to put that on the store. How can they send that to them without telling them what it's for? They surely don't. Who's writing this shit up? And who's putting it up on there without saying, Dragon's Dogma, Mental Sword... Check this sword out for Dragon's Dogma. How can you miss that? How are we supposed to know what it is from an avatar with a, the logo really faint in the background? Anything. they fucking search criteria on it. Oh, God. It's like, do you mean this? How about you just put a list of your games into that engine? <laughs> and then when I'm searching for it, it brings up the game that I'm looking for. I am really interested to see what they do with the next PlayStation. Yeah, if they do have an overhaul, because they could have an overhaul now, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean the V is exactly the same as the one PS3. I don't get it. How can something so big and something so widely used be so shite? I'm I'm starting to type in Uncharted. U N. Do you mean underground? Mm. Do you mean underdressed? Yeah. No. You I mean undressed. Uncharted, your big flagship game. Aye, you mean undressed? Drake's deception. <laughs> it's just completely and utter. Undressed could be a Drake album. That's true, that's very true. Um, Ooh, I'm loving the crew. <laughs> that's kind of similar to a opponent's song. I don't know what's that before. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Anyway, Ooh. <laughs> let's not get into that right now. <laughs> well, let's say thank you to all our listeners. Is that the end of the listener interaction? Uh, yeah, yeah. There were, there were a few more bits and bobs, but I think... Oh, is there? Come on, hit me. Uh, let me see here. Oh, there was something about supporting a deaf person's Kickstarter. Right. Um... Is that a direct question or just spam? Uh, yes, yeah, just no. And tell you what, it came off the back of the last person's question. They seemed to they and they they spoke to us both in that one. The other thing I wanted. Um, well, we're talking about difficulty. Uh-huh. I could I could read you what Barry Rogers wanted to talk about difficulty. Well, he was saying that hard difficulties can bring out new strategies, really uh-huh. enhance some games, or they can make it drag. You've got to trust the developer to make it work. He says a lot of reviewers they play games on easy. To get through them, yeah, they yeah. have a weaker experience. Yep, he plays on normal for most games, and then he tries them on hard. Although games like StarCraft Two, like normal for him was too easy, but hard was too hard. There was no middle ground, mm. which is a bit odd. You know, it's like to find that it almost sounds like you find no satisfaction in the game. You're either frustrated yeah. or you're not Under, challenged, underused. Yeah, odd. That I is think, an odd one. That think, is an odd one. Starcraft, yeah, I'd probably agree with him on that. Yeah. Well, th- yeah. thinking about the... In fact, i tell you what, PC game. Yeah. I went to GamerBase and HMV Ooh, with my little brother. And look I played, at me. I played Diablo 3 oh. because I thought, you know, I've got uh, an hour to kill. My little brother was busy playing fucking Spore in Gary's mod. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I was like, I'll play Diablo 3. Played through that. It came up, you know, what level do you want? There's like, you know, 40 yeah. levels of... Mild, difficulty extra spicy uh, and I thought well normal Habanero. normal please and it was I mean it posed no challenge the, the hour I was playing it but that was just the start of the game yeah I love Diablo 3 man yeah I really liked it and it's just literally clicking on baddies to kill them but don't make me buy Diablo 3 man I really enjoy I think you, I think you like it 
Uh, I really, really enjoyed it, and it's annoying that I I'll will buy not get it to play it. Come out on live. Uh, I would be surprised if it came out <laughs> on live now, to be honest. But yeah, I really liked it. I think it's a shame that I don't. When I was playing um, on the PlayStation last month, it was uh, the Lara Croft Guardian of Light. Mm-hmm. Very like I was. I was talking to my missus about it, saying I don't know how you would get Diablo three on console mm-hmm. because the, the way it controls it's all controlled with the mouse it's yeah. like literally drag and you'll go where your guy your guy goes where your mouse is but playing Lara Croft in the Guardian of Light I was like this is pretty much the same it's an isometric yeah. you know, viewpoint it looks the, kind of it looks very similar thinking I, I would buy it in an instant because it's a great wee game <laughs> well here's hoping yeah. Diablo 3 console version fingers creased three. fingers creased <laughs> anyway who knows that was a really good listener interactive action thank you very much for sending in your tweets yes and please do and please encourage others to do the same exactly you can tout us you as can well tout us, um, we are at Geshcast on tout, tout check us out tout slash Geshcast exactly there's some interesting videos up there already absolutely you can see a little bit behind the scenes of Geshcast Ooh. Ooh. exciting um, you can follow us on Twitter at Geshcast yep you can email us at teamgesh at geshcast.com we think yep and uh also check out geshcast.com, which is going to have a little bit of a revamp in the next month or so. Is it? Yep, and we're going to have some new articles up there by some new people. Exciting. Pretty exciting. People who are actually who actually care about like writing. Yeah. Not like us, who just gave it a half-assed attempt. Do it every now and again to get the Eurogamer for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look out for September. I know, Christ, I don't even need to think about that. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to go to Eurogamer. What? And I'm dropping the bomb on the show, but I don't know if I'll be able to. But my missus' birthday coming up. A big 30th, and I've also got, uh, she's problems with her motor, and that's nothing to do with the show. Dropping that bomb right now. I may need to drop my cash on that instead. My goodness. Well, tune in next month to see if Gavin makes it. what's happening. Again, thanks very much for listening. Yep. Uh, Viva La Raza, I guess. Live long and prosper. That's really fucking dorky way to end it, isn't it? Live long and prosper. <laughs> Salutations. <laughs> Answer me these questions, three. Bye. Bye. <laughs>